0: Skank it i wanted to ask you danny right how how you feel about being a sort of pseudo celebrity on this yeah, podcast well,
1: my profile has gone up recently significantly yeah significantly I've i had would quite say a... have you heard about this mr michael kelly no <laughs> I heard about my um, celebrity status. it jumped right up. I had a few messages go- telling me on: oh your God. phone was going wild. Uh, my phone was Wouldn't going stop. wild. I was wasn't hot. I was really hot like the, there was car adverts, just trying to ask him Danny, will you come and advertise because you're, you're hot right now're you're you're hot he's hot, so right, hot right,
0: right now, now. Um, the, Michael have you seen the trailer for <clears throat> the newest trailer of which there are many for the new movie Venom. Yes. Or is Sony's trying to call it money? <laughs> um, well, there, there's a for some reason I have no idea why. There's an establishing shot of Glasgow. Yeah. Like thirty okay. seconds into the trailer, you can see Danny's old flat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> <though. Everyone laughs> watching
1: all of those top ten things you missed from the trailer. They were like, what they're no, what, Oh my god! Did you see Danny's old flat in that trailer? that's, it, that's number one
0: through ten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Danny's old flat slash brothel and drug den
0: is. Why? Twenty-two Wall Street. So right, that 20. that movie set. Don't give out his address. He's going to get if it's <laughs> no, no, going to get no, no, swatted. No, no, <laughs> <even gonna laughs> it's not even the right address. They're yeah, he... So, like, where's that movie set?
1: I don't know, because they do an establishing shot of London and they, Glasgow. Yeah, they yeah. a bunch of cities.
0: So, of they're just, like, it's set in a sort of general place in, where humans live. It's set in
2: the world. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's set on planet Earth. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre.
2: It was featured in Glasgow Live, because it was like, oh, you can see Glasgow in this one shot.
0: But that's it. It's, like, it's not, like... World War Z or something where a huge chunk of the movie is set somewhere well it's on. still supposed to be Philadelphia but it's Glasgow but like this is just it's literally like a second long establishing shot
1: yeah that's it's meant bad. to be of
0: like London I guess or but it's not London it's somewhere in America Well, they do London but they do London immediately afterwards they do London yeah because
1: you know it's the Gherkin building yeah that's recognizable
2: and then they do Glasgow which I didn't even recognize that it was Glasgow yeah and like I, 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 I I he
0: sent me and he was like oh man it's so cool that my flat's featured in the
1: Old flat.
0: The, my old flat's featured in the uh, Phantom <laughs> chair and I'm like, oh, yeah, you just in case you're know. trying yeah, to you got, Yeah, that's true. me <laughs> of
1: my wealth that has come from this recent fame. <laughs> if
0: you, if the people who currently live in your flat, if they get swatted, it's, they're it's, gonna it's be pissed. You, right? <laughs> yeah, it's of, it's Obviously, it's fame. it's not the first superhero movie that's featured Scotland recently, because oh. we had the Avengers hmm. not long ago. Maybe they were just like, cashing on that. <laughs> Did you, I can't remember if we talked about this when we talked about Avengers with with Jamie on the Shawshank episode, but like the scene in Scotland is really bizarre in Avengers Infinity War. Because there's no one there. Because there's no one there. Like they they go they go up the like basically onto Princess Street in Edinburgh, which is the main street. It's like a heavily populated tourist street. There's not a single person there. And then they go crashing into the train station and again, not a single person there.
2: But they also established that they, they could catch a train to Glasgow. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> they're like,
0: we'll catch a train to Glasgow. So it must only be about 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then, like, but then they're in this station that's presumably closed. But then a train <laughs> goes past. So it's like, and I get it's, it's one of those things where, like, if it was set anywhere else, we wouldn't question it. But it's because we know Edinburgh and so we're, we out. see it, like, all the time. And it's never empty. It's never empty and didn't you say that like they shot it with extras
2: well i know people who worked on it and they worked on it for about six weeks as as extras mm. there is so no they interest. must have there must have been other scenes they, they still get shot. paid though i assume so that's what's important they still posted about it on facebook like they were in the movie yeah so. of course <laughs> 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 my good buddy
0: my good buddy iron man oh yeah purple paul bettany but yeah
2: I, I assume they must have cut out like a lot of stuff from that movie unless there's going to be stuff apparently in the next
0: one part. they're going to go back to Scotland
2: so maybe that's what it's for because because um, oh, they okay. shot it all at the same time
1: yeah so okay so if whatever extras
2: is... because I found out today that that's why Jeremy Renner's not in Mission Impossible 6 because he was filming Avengers really yeah that's the reason
0: yeah that was the other one I was going to bring up because we saw the new Mission Impossible last night and um, there's a scene in that's shot in Paris and it's on the building I'm a man of the world people but I can't remember specifics Um, it's it's on the 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 French building the building yeah the French building opposite the Eiffel Tower and there's kind of a viewpoint where you can stand and look at the Eiffel Tower, and in Mission Impossible, there's a scene where Henry Cavill has a meeting with someone, and there's no one around. It's dead silent, and I was like, regardless of the time of day, that place is mobbed with yeah. people. Especially, they're standing there in broad daylight. It's at least one in the afternoon. They're
2: standing there at sunset. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the optimal that, time. Yeah,
0: that place is packed with people, <laughs> and there's no one there. And like movies do it all the time, like the opening of Wonder Woman, she fucking just saunters up to the 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 Arc de, uh, not the Art de Triumph the, the Louvre huh. and there's just not a single person about and I'm like this is nonsense <laughs> the like, biggest museum in the world granted filming with a bunch of tourists around probably a faff but all I'm asking for is a bit of realism in my movies and with that said what is this? <laughs> well I thought we should probably get like a bit of music or something because we did it everyone <laughs> <laughs> We made it. Not to triple digits, but to double digits. We
2: made it to... What? And, cop- and copyright. <laughs> double, <laughs> double digits. double <Both> digits. <laughs> <laughs>
0: made it to two numbers. <laughs> we did it. It's the episode 50. The
1: episode 50? Yeah, but 50? episode 10 was yeah, I was about to say, but...
0: Yeah, but...
2: Let him have it. Let him, okay. let him have it.
0: <laughs> All I'm saying is it's not quite worth celebrating, but it's worth celebrating enough.
2: Worth a little bit of music copyright infringement.
0: Yeah. Not even being like pumped in by a soundboard or anything. <laughs> it's just like a professional. It's <laughs> just like. Right. It's not even worth it. There's a party going on right here. <laughs> um. So yeah, we did it. We made it to 50 episodes. Did you think, Danny, when we started this podcast that we'd make it to 50 episodes? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, did. <dear. Yeah. laughs> Do you remember all the way back, Danny, to that night in Solid Rock? Yeah. Watching. Guy 2014's Godzilla uh, on Guy Fox night,
1: yeah. arguing
0: about it. We still haven't done an episode on that. No, and the new one's coming out soon. So that we would should make do an sense. Episode
1: on the new one because it's by a director we both mm. like, and we've mm. covered on this podcast, hasn't we? Did Godzilla twice, start two this times. Podcast?
0: Yeah, Godzilla started this podcast. Yeah, we've told you that, right? No. <laughs> oh, it was uh, it was Guy Fox night, and we went out with some friends of ours, and then after the fireworks. We went back to Solid Rock, and you know Solid Rock shows movies. Yeah, but they they're like they're like they have yeah they have them subtitled. They're on mute, but like they had Godzilla on the 2014 one, and me and Danny started having like not a heated debate, but it was like an hour long argument about Godzilla because I don't like it and Danny does. Oh. And we had like, thank you.
2: If I, were, if, I, if I was there though, this podcast would not have happened because we were be like, oh it's shit. And you'd be like, yeah it was shit. And then that would be the end. That of the would be, <laughs> exactly.
0: So we had like a big argument and we had so much fun having that argument that we were like, we could do this more and record it, send it to people, yeah. see so sure what happens. And here we are.
2: 50, 50 years later. <laughs> At least
1: a hundred weeks.
0: Yeah? It's almost two years. Well, it's been longer than two years. Yeah. There's been breaks. There's been breaks. There's been a lot of breaks recently. Yeah. Well, Well, it's because summer, man. It was the same last year. Hmm. Summer hits, and, like, things get in the way. Winter, we're just inside all the time, so it's easy to watch movies.
2: And the sun was actually out this summer.
0: Like, really out, big time. Like, you remember? I remember. You you were there.
2: It that day like we sat in here and ago.
0: sweated fucking balls in this room talking about, uh, nothing. Oh, um, yeah, no. It was talking sorry. about dimmer switches and your fucking chef friend <laughs> turned the podcast off because <laughs> we talked about dimmer switches for 15 seconds.
1: Shout out to Kevin Doherty. Hey, Kevin Doherty. Not You've got my got a sh- chef friend. He's the chief technician. You've but- got a short
0: attention span. It's similar, isn't it? <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Chef friend. <laughs> Your next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we talk about cooking. Um so yeah, we're doing the fiftieth episode. And so we thought it'd be fun to have a little little celebration, a little song and dance. Mm-hmm. Little hoopla.
2: Drinking. Yeah, dr- oh, <laughs> <nice. laughs>
0: Michael already watered the table with his
2: It was a it was a sacrifice, a tribute. It was a
0: tribute. Um so yeah, we thought we'd have a little celebration. So we we, we had some brewski's. Uh we're filming it which <laughs> I think is like I, <laughs> I think filming it is like a blessing and a curse because like filming it will be fun because it'll be something nice to like put out on the YouTube channel but then like at the same time it's really just going to showcase the fact that like we <laughs> our mic stands are a lost DVD <laughs> and a Frasier DVD some plates <laughs> plate. <laughs> but um, yeah it's fun and we have a camera woman or man
2: Camera person.
0: It's camera person.
2: Camera operator.
0: K Buckins here. Everyone give applause to Katie. <laughs> you say I'm hello? I kind of can to how, yeah.
2: how chilled and not on camera she looks.
0: Shout hello. Hi. There we go. And um, we thought because we just love having him on so much, he's practically like the third member, but not really. <laughs> because,
2: because Jamie couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's Michael Kelly, everyone. Oh, I get around the but
1: let's do it for Jamie as well. Yeah, he yeah, couldn't really it. Well.
0: Yeah, last minute oh. dropout. It was going to be good, but <laughs> it's fine, whatever. And um, so yeah, we're doing the fiftieth, and that's fun. And we we've had a few drinks, and it's a Friday night. We haven't recorded on a Friday night before. That's, no. like another big deal. So many, so many big deals. <laughs> and, that, and that's why. <laughs> and um, we watched. Uh, we watched a movie because I've wanted to do this for a long time and we thought doing the 50th would be fun because mm-hmm. we could drink, which was I wanted to drink and watch the movie Drink-ing Buddies. <laughs> so, with your buddies. <laughs> with my buddies. Drinking buddies for you. So kids. cheers to my drinking buddies. Um, Danny, for the, for the 50th time, do you want to go ahead and introduce the podcast?
1: What's up, people of and welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones, with me, Scott Morrison, and our guest... Michael Kelly.
2: Hello. We should have probably given it up
0: for him there. <laughs> it I'll edit that You've in. You've already applauded. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did Drinking Muddies, which I... <laughs> so before we started watching it, I was fully convinced I had this on DVD. Like 100% convinced that we had this. I had this on DVD. Turns out I don't. Which we learned when I went to get the DVD off the shelf. And so we had to kind of scour... Various...
2: on Prime and other legit. I was about to say, say yeah, like
0: we we were looking through like <laughs> Sky Movies and stuff, and so we managed to find it and we watched it. And um, I I thought that at least you'd seen it.
2: No, I haven't seen any of his films. None. No, I know. <laughs> I Don't think so. <laughs> That's so weird. we introduce like his
1: style? Since we're talking about that, like his films.
0: So Drinker Muddies is directed by Joe Swanberg, who I guess is well known for like they i guess they call it the the mumblecore movement which is basically i think the general concept is that they have an outline for the movie and they have you know they have like a like a scene by scene and they know how each scene has to play out but in terms of how it plays out and exactly what the actors say to one another is left to the actors and that's the way that he makes his movies and i personally i'm a really big fan of him I don't I feel like a lot of people aren't. And we could talk about that and talk about probably why. Um but I like it. I find is especially drinking buddies, I just find it like a really like pleasant movie to watch. It's like a really nice film about just like friends. And it like reminds me about like how I feel like we and like our kind of friendship circle like interacts with one another a lot and stuff and you mean a lot of sexual tension <laughs> yeah. lots of sexual tension <laughs> that's how you mean unbearable <laughs> found why that. do you think michael kelly's been on so often <laughs> on this podcast um
1: i feel like it's maybe i'm wrong i felt like it's some at most points quite an awkward film to watch as in like watching their reactions they are like really relaxed each around each other but since we should, we should go into a a summary of
0: the I'll I'll do yeah. The summary of this movie is people drinking, nothing else happens.
1: <laughs> well, <stop laughs> no, not, I
0: know the the I think the basic summary of this movie is like it follows two people who work at a brewery who clearly have a very intense connection. They're both in relationships. That's that's kind of still it, isn't it? Yeah, but like it, st-
2: like it does develop. Like, yeah, like oh, it, it
0: definitely develops. Yeah, but I think like in general, like that's yeah, kind of. At it like at its core, what it is, I guess.
1: Yeah, two people who, almost like they should be in a relationship. Yeah. But for various reasons, they're not. Yeah. Like they, yeah. There is. Ah, right. which is why n- when lots you of sexual tension. Yeah, them. which is why when you say it's like about people drinking and it's relaxing stuff, that's kind of disagree. I don't know. Mm. Maybe Kelly will disagree with me even more. But yeah, like, I'd... it's almost awkward. But even even when they are like in sync, like or completing each other's.
2: Sandwiches.
1: Sam- oh, sandwiches. I was going to say sandwiches too.
0: We did it. <laughs> yes. Sexual tension.
1: Um, <laughs> you uh, you like, want to go? Let's go. <laughs> I'll, I'll just Danny's talk on this. And mm. Even when they're like really connected and really on and like re- like in sync with each other, it still feels kind of awkward because there's all of this other
2: baggage. Yeah, definitely. Of their life.
0: I think maybe that was just... Maybe I, I was like underselling my appreciation for it, but like...
2: I don't think it was like... Well, when I was watching it, it didn't feel awkward. It felt like it was like honest was yeah like, and a bit sad it was like oh they could have this thing if they if all this other stuff wasn't in yeah. the way yeah but
0: then at the same time it's like the things that are in the way like especially in terms of like Joe Johnson's or Jake Johnson's character it's like not a bad thing it's no. Anna Kendrick yeah, yeah. a really oh, nice no, no, relationship <laughs> with Anna Kendrick oh, is God what's in see. the way like that's yeah, because the what the actors in this movie was it this Jack John Jake Johnson, Jake Johnson who's Wilde. in a relationship with Anna Kendrick, and then Olivia Wilde who's in a relationship with Ron, Ron Livingston. Livingston.
2: Yes, the third Duplass brother. Is he the third? No, he just he should be. I did think he looked like. <laughs> it also feels like a Duplass movie. So it's yeah,
0: like... it does. Yeah, I think. But I think he. There's a good chance that he might have like a good relationship with those guys.
2: Yeah, I would but, think so.
0: Yeah, he definitely has a good relationship with.
3: He's like Jake a, Johnson but, and Anna Kendrick, like a budget Kyle Chandler, yeah. Isn't he? yeah.
0: Because he's worked, Joe Swanberg's worked with Jake Johnson on two other movies. Um,
2: the fire one what's that. Ah, uh, digging up fire,
0: fire and bones, or something. I think it's called. <laughs> no,
2: it's like it is like Barry, it's like catch or bury a fire or something like. It's really, it's name? good. It's really good. You you haven't seen it because you haven't, haven't seen, seen really any know. of them. It, think-
0: which is a film about again, it's that it's that kind of like. A film where not a lot happens it's just about like interactions with people but it's about jake johnson's character finds a gun and a bone buried in his back garden and he like invites a bunch of friends over to go like to come drinking at his house one night and he like he's like he's like look i found this fucking gun and this bone and all his friends are like well what else will we find if we keep digging and then it's just them like hanging out and they just keep like digging up his garden to see like what other shit they can find and it's like a really cool movie and then he also did uh win it all which was i think a netflix original which is about jake johnson who his character has a gambling problem and it's about him trying to like get over that gambling problem but again that makes it sound like there's more of a plot than there is <laughs> so, um
2: he did that tv show though didn't he? He, love, is it love? Is which it love?
0: i no it wasn't love it, it was
1: easy. easy
0: yeah yeah which i love and i love love too i love shows about love and easy
1: <laughs> was love and love easy though
0: loving is easy uh, you had me perfect <laughs> it used to be so hard to see because loving is easy <laughs> you had me fucked up Rex orange county he's a good boy um mm. We shouldn't all take a swig of beer at the same time. That's a bad <laughs> synchronized beer drinking. He also he's worked with Anna Kendrick before because they she's in Digging for Fire, like for a very small part. But he did a Christmas movie mm-hmm. Happy called Christmas. Happy Christmas, which is like a really depressing Christmas movie because Anna Kendrick's just like a fuck up in it, and she just shows up to her brother's Christmas and ruins Christmas and everyone has a bad time. Happy Christmas. I
2: feel like Olivia Wilde's character in this was a bit. of a- fuck up mm. like she was verging on being an alcoholic wasn't she like they all kind of well idiot, the, I mean, the two who work in the room yeah. in the morning
0: but that's when she's real sad <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay with real you never sad.
0: had a beer in the morning when you've been sad neither have i <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i guess they are like
2: but i guess i suppose like, do you think
0: working in a brewery would do that to you
2: i don't know i think in movie world If you have a beer in the morning, like in regular movie world, then that's a sign that you're like fucked up. And in real life, it's not that big a
0: deal. Because these in the they yeah they treat drinking so like blasély in in drinking buddies, like
2: which I guess makes sense. Most American films drinking like in
0: almost every scene, someone is going to get a beer or is drinking a beer or like, but they're seem fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, it
2: doesn't serve any other purpose other than just that's what they do. Yeah. Because that's how that's how they socialize, I guess. Yeah. Whereas in most films, drinking is like either... It's mostly a negative thing. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think like his style, I guess, that kind of mumblecore like improv thing. I think it could be really... I could see why it would be off-putting to a lot of people. Because...
2: Because there's not a lot of plot?
0: There's not a lot of plot and also... Like here's me reviewing this movie as Anna Kendrick's character. <laughs> like,
2: i have to say like a lot. Like,
0: it was just so like, I mean, I actually thought like, yeah, and that's throwing like, in a
1: few feel. That's feel. like
0: I feel I feel like that's
2: like maybe like I feel it. like that's
0: what I thought about like this like movie. <laughs> that's Drinking Buddies reviewed by Anna Kendrick's character. <laughs> like i i think yeah it does it does lend to a lot of mumbling but at the same time i think like there's a lot there was a lot of moments in drinking buddies when we were genuinely like laughing yeah and i think it's kind ways. of cool because that's not like a scripted moment like presumably the actor has came up with that joke in the moment the way well, that like
2: we would in a conversation i think a lot of the time it's probably like <laughs> i'm liking now like workshopped a bit like yeah i run it a few times and work out what works best because some of the jokes were like too they're too good some of the there's an argument towards the end where the the responses are too sharp and they're like too cutting to be Mm. like off the cuff but i don't think it's written in advance but i think it's worked out at least on the maybe on the day
0: yeah i would assume so because it does seem to play out for the most part relatively naturally like especially like making fun of anna kendrick's character, The way she like pauses a lot when she's trying to talk. Like if I'm trying to say something serious to someone, I do that oh, like all yeah, the time. That's so yeah, that, that yeah. scene,
1: that scenes where she's talking about um, the idea of getting married to Jake Johnson's character, and she wants to start. She almost wants the conversation to be serious, mm. but she doesn't want to like put it down or anything. Because Jake Johnson's just so oh, he's, he's so wacky. He's, so cool. he's, he's got such a beard and stuff. <laughs> he and does I, have a bit
0: he the, it's the scene where they're sitting he's sitting in Olivia Coleman's office not Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman that'd be a different movie <laughs> Olivia Wilde's office and he's like sat cross-legged up on the windowsill with like dirty feet yeah and like he's drinking his beer and he's got his little hat on yeah. and I'm like Christ you're a fucking incredible. hipster yeah
1: <laughs> but there's almost a um, when she's in that scene when she's like talking about trying to take like the idea of getting married seriously there is a, an awkwardness that's quite authentic. Mm. And even though she's hesitating and she's mumbling, as we've been saying, and she keeps repeating how we feel and like, like it does feel very genuine. Yeah. What's happened? It's oh. okay, something's come up, but it's not stop recording, so don't worry about it, guys. Oh, mine says wait an hour.
0: All. Oh, mine said the exact same <laughs> thing, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's fine, we're all good. The technical stuff is Sweet. over. Sweet. Um
2: I think when I when I first when the movie first started because most movies have like a bad guy in them yeah. she was the character that I was like oh she's the one who's like <clears> gonna the, fuck it she's up. the downer character by yeah. the end that wasn't the case but... so
0: I guess like when when <laughs> our end scene kind of got interrupted mm. speaking of what like cuz we were watching it we had it like hooked up to my laptop with the HD cable and um <laughs> it, my computer was trying to do an update on a scene and I was the only one who'd seen the movie and I was like this is the last fucking scene He's serious like did you expect that to be the end of the film yeah or Did you? Think... I
2: actually from the start I was like I felt like it's gonna end with them just being buddies mm. I didn't like I didn't expect them to break up I didn't think that either because um, Olivia Wilde and her boyfriend they break up I didn't think that was gonna happen I thought it would just like it'd be a little bit drama but then in the end things would just remain the same way yeah
1: it's almost too cliched for it to be. And then they split up and they fell in love and they were really compatible and everything happily like ever they, after. Yeah, yeah, like they switched I like partners. Almost the film's about, in that very sense of like calling it Drinking Buddies, is that they think that there might be some sort of romantic tension between them and maybe there is to some extent. But at the end, they're just friends. They have like, it almost feels like that's yeah. what they. Had to work out that that's what the film's about is that these two people working out whether they are a romantic item that should do something about that or whether they are just friends who like to mess around.
2: Yeah, because when in the end when he came over to help her move out of her apartment, it went a bit like things went bad for him and she just didn't mm-hmm. seem to care that much. Like he cut open his hand and she and she's like, like "Okay, oh, oh, we just finish th- moving the sofa." Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> "How do I get that out of the upholstery?" Um. And another, I can't remember what the other thing was, but it just seems like. But he gets the shit kicked out of him, so that's a fight. Yeah, and she just doesn't really care that much. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, Anna Kendrick's character would have been very upset about it.
0: Yeah, he does seem to have, like, more of a. He does seem to have, like, more of a stake in, like, their relationship, like, him and Olivia Wilde's character.
2: Yeah, than she does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's it, like, what you were saying is, like, him and Anna Kendrick work a lot better together because they seem to be on the same kind of like emotional level Uh, as one another where Where, like she cancels a holiday to come home yeah just to tell him that she like kissed Ron
2: Livingston's character and yeah and she bails on their dinner plans just because someone asked yeah
0: exactly because some fucking greasy looking ours <laughs> who, who did you Diana. say he
2: was played by played by Ty West who directed um, *The House of the Devil and
0: House of the Devil is the one with Greta Gerwig right where mm. or is that is that the one with Greta Gerwig where like at the end it turns sp- sp-
2: spoilers for another
0: movie <laughs> it turns out is that the one where she's like looking after the old man in the house? I don't know. And then it turns out it's like a cult or something? I haven't seen it. Oh, fuck me. I just spoiled <laughs> that movie for you then. I was so sorry. But I don't really watch horror movies. It's really no, good. I've heard. And that. you should watch, you should ignore this conversation and go watch it because it's really good. I didn't take that anymore. It used to be on Netflix. It's not anymore. Much like drinking produce, <laughs> which we learned tonight. <laughs> um, but like... Oh, oh, oh. oh one for the table. One for the
2: table. <laughs> for the table.
0: <laughs> for the table. <laughs> um... Yeah, he uh like Joe Swanberg makes a cameo in the film.
2: As angry guy as in like car. very
0: angry man in car. And um he he's actually he did like a little bit of acting in um I don't know if you saw like Adam Wingard's movie You're Next. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um
1: have you seen it Danny? No, I'm not uh, seeing it. Uh it's
0: like a horror movie. Um it's kind of just a straightforward like home invasion film, but that has a fair chunk of twists.
2: Oh no, I haven't seen that. I've seen the guest.
0: Oh no! You, yeah. Well, the guest is yeah. great. Your next is the film he did before that, yeah. and it's really, really great. And um, he he like a- Joe Swanberg acts in that, like no other role in the film other than acting. And I think they all and like obviously Adam Wingard's film before Your Next was a film called um, A Horrible Way to Die, which is a horror mumblecore film. Mm-hmm. So it seems like all those guys are kind of
2: they came up together.
0: Like yeah, like tight knit. Cause I know. Greta Gerwig's been in a film with Joe Swanberg that was written by Joe Swanberg, I'm pretty sure. Um, called, like, Bagheads or something?
2: That sounds familiar. Yeah.
0: Um, so I guess those guys are all, like, that's very, very cool, isn't it? Like, all just, like tight-knit. Bunnies. Yeah, they all seem to have come up from the same Do think scene. Do they have a
2: podcast together? Oh, I hope so.
3: <laughs>
0: I'd listen to a Greta Gerwig podcast. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I think it's cool that, like, like Jake Johnson obviously has a knack for improv. Because he, I think, out of all them seems the most yeah, comfortable. Yeah. yeah.
2: Ron Livingston is, doesn't have that much to do. He's just kind of mopey a little well, bit. Well, that's it. He gets
0: written out yeah. fairly quickly. Yeah. But then his at the same time, his character is like such a presence throughout the whole film, but, but he's, physically he's, he's like not, yeah, not in it much. much. Yeah. Um I think Ron Livingston is a very good actor. Very very handsome man. <laughs> Underratingly underratedly handsome.
1: Well, they do not have a conversation about how um, he's not sure why Olivia Wilde's with him. Yeah, they have like but So you're saying underratingly handsome? Even the, that's even part of the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, how do we explain this? To yeah. you? Why
2: would she go for him? He always yeah. looks like quite sad. Like, and um, he does he, look very sad. He gets at that role quite a lot. Like, I don't know if you saw Sad Tully?
0: No, but I, I was away when that came out. But well, I really want to see it.
2: It's pretty good. He plays the like husband in that. And he's just kind of... He's just like the sort of everyday average husband. He's a bit sad. Yeah. Like their whole lives are a bit sad. He's sad. His best that guy now.
0: role is uh, office, office Space. space. Definitely. Yeah. Like
2: He's so good at being just dry and sarcastic.
0: It's crazy how... Like when did Office Space come out? Like 97
2: or 99 or something? I think something? it was 99. something. And
0: like it's 10%. like still... Still so, like, perfectly captures <laughs> Life. like the average working day and stuff. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love that movie. Or like the frustrations that come with the average working day. I love Office Space, especially for Stephen Roots, um, Milton, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. who like every time I see Stephen Root in a serious movie, like all I can think about is Milton and him being like, "I burn
1: this place to the ground." <laughs> I always think about him in Dodgeball. Yeah, that's right. He's the guy in the wheelchair, isn't he? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, no. That's he's the he's on the team. Rip Torn's the guy in the wheelchair. Mm, that's yeah. He's on the team. He's just like the pathetic. guy. He's just another pathetic guy. But now you see him popping up in these serious films. He's in like True Detective. I think at one point. he's in. He's got like a very small part in No Country for Old Men. Yeah,
0: but he's in a ton of stuff. And I always really like when he pops up and things like he's a good character,
3: right? <laughs> hey, it's that guy. <laughs> it's Milton. Oh, than... he's in um, oh, I I,
0: I, now, I like... used to sit over by the window and I would watch the squirrels and they were in love. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, need to watch Office Space again. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it's <clears throat> they are just a bunch of fucking ridiculously attractive people all just hanging Can out together. That's the only I was watching. I was
2: like, these guys are all so good looking. Yeah. Like. No one who's no one has this life as that. I was going to say, looking.
1: Olivia Wilde eats a lot of takeaway,
2: drinks a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> it's like exactly every meal throws away
1: a, t- a banana. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still somehow that skinny. <laughs> and it's drinking
0: like 17 pints a day. Yeah. And somehow she's still, yeah, you it's ridiculous. Her, you
2: see her topless at one point and she just looks... She just like perfect body it's like that's not that's not accurate is it yeah
0: and in like the scene before she ordered like seven donor kebabs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah I'll pay for it in fridge magnets <laughs> tape, she's just like throwing up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is ridiculous um because Jake Johnson does look like the ultimate fucking hipster in this movie with his fucking beard okay. and his little trucker's he's, hat like, and Jack his shirt. And he, well, unkept a hair and t-shirt
2: that just has a big hole in it but so Yeah, it still looks cool
0: yeah um, no. I always really like Jake Johnson I don't feel like he pops up in enough stuff
2: talked up in Jurassic.
0: We, talk, well, we talked about that when we talked about Jurassic World on the podcast is like why why isn't the hipster fucking arsehole whiny kid role why isn't that like just Jake Johnson's character from the first Jurassic World like it would make so much sense because he knows the park and he's oh, like yeah, a similar kind of character but not as irritating yeah. it's like why didn't you just
1: cast him again he would have um, done that line better where she goes, it's not a T-Rex. And he's like... Uh, yeah, much, any better, yeah, how's this any better? You could imagine Jake Johnson doing mm, it with dry. that sort of like dry wit of, how's this any better? And he's
0: got a beer in his hand. Craft <laughs> <and he's> got- <laughs> <Yeah. Prof> beer.
1: <laughs> he was in Tag. Did anyone see Tag? I did. I saw tag. I tag. Did you like it? I liked Tag. I actually was surprised by how much I liked it. I think... What,
0: what did I think of Tag? <laughs> A lot. I remember I thought it, it was like I thought it was an entertaining film but I thought like the message was like so heavy-handed. It's like so so heavy-handed when it gets to the end and you literally have like Ed Helms on his deathbed <laughs> being like
2: this Spoilers. is why the this did is why we still
0: ahead. play Tig and tag and it's like Wait,
2: does Ed Helms die?
0: No. Okay. Or yes. <laughs> yeah. um, tag was good though. I didn't I it. It, tag. I... If anything, for like the chemistry of those actors was fun. Mm.
1: Ew, I thought it was. Um, it was better than I was expecting. But the I think
0: the issue is is like you have a film like that come out off the back of Game Night, which is like significantly better. Like because it's pretty much the same kind of concept. Yeah. But Game Night is like very... has is like way funnier. Like way more just naturally funny. And, like, in terms of just, like, filmmaking techniques, like, Game Night is way more interesting to watch than Tag is. I love Game Night. So I think, like, maybe if Tag had came out maybe, like, later in the year or, like, before Game Night, it might have done better. But Game Night, I think, is, at this point in the year, we're already eight months in and I can barely name ten movies that I liked. Like, Game 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 Night is, like, pretty high up. Yeah, Game Night was this year, yeah. It was, like, earlier this year, but it was this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I only saw it recently. It was great.
0: It's
1: really great. Maybe it's I just went so in with low weird. expectations with Tag. Because I, I came out and I was like, that was better than I thought it would be. It was funny. I had yeah. more of an emotional core than I thought it would. That was that was alright. Like, I feel
0: like there's movies... like I wanted to see Tag because it had such a weird cast. And then like I wanted to see Hotel Artemis. Because it had such a, cast. Then, like, oh, had was... such a bizarre cast.
2: Sure like, yes. Oh, we can talk about that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> well, it's not, I didn't think it was very good. Mm. I thought it was
1: alright. I think everybody was more... like. I feel like the trailer makes it seem so much better than it actually mm. is going to be. Not only just the cast, but the setup, and
2: it kind of sets doesn't... up to be like this really cool, interesting thing that's like yeah. Reservoir Dogs with like smoking aces, but it's just none of those things.
0: <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. At one point in the drinking buddies, they mention. Reservoir. the re- the 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 aesthetic of their bar and she says reservoir dogs meets casablanca i would go the fuck out of that bar <laughs> like 100% in cuba <laughs> um so like would you say that the that like improv style works for this movie
2: i was i thought it would be way more in, like like meandering and go off on tangents what is it
0: they would say in improv uh, yes, yes and I mean,
2: yeah <laughs> But I felt like it was pretty tight. Like, yeah, I, I felt there was, like, the structure. I fe- it felt kind of structured, and I felt like I could see where it was. Like, not in a bad way, but I could feel like where the story was going, and there was like the high point, and then the big low point, and then the little high point again. Just, it didn't feel like oh, bloated. <laughs> one for the yeah. Tail. It was actually, you'd one... expect a uh, like a mum book or film yeah. to be.
1: You'd expect it to be kind of bloated with sort of maybe tangents that don't go anywhere or. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't, it actually feels quite streamlined. Did you find it, like, boring at all?
0: At no, no. I, I love that kind of film. Because, I think... like, I, I, like, yeah, I mean, I've not shown it to people, but I've, like, recommended it to people who just, like, they hate it. Because, really? like, well, because it's, there is an element of, like, n- like, nothing really, nothing in, like, the grand scheme of things, like, nothing happens. It's minimalist. I just, yeah, I would say yeah. it's minimalist.
2: I just never felt like that. I felt like it was, like, a perfectly, like, rounded story in that I'm really glad were... you guys liked it because I was were... like
0: quite worried because I love it yeah, and I, think... I was like god if they hate this it's going to be an awkward podcast <laughs> well, when I was watching be it, interesting I guess but yeah because then you'd have some debate yeah.
2: while I was watching it, I was thinking about how in the past when like I've been writing things or we've been working on things and how you spend so much time trying to come up with like clever plots and stories and to create drama yeah but in this there's it's just like normal stuff but there's still drama there's yeah still like and to me it's like engaging drama because the characters are they feel like despite the fact they're all ridiculously attractive yeah like real people and
0: that's it it's all like a lot so much of it is kind
2: of there's a lot conveyed in like
0: like after he is kind of angry at her for sleeping with the guy that she works with yeah Ty and she's even and she convinces him to have a beer with her and he's like clearly pissed off her but then in the like she's like please just have like one beer with me and we'll talk out and then in the next scene they're kind of mid that conversation and he's clearly just been like so buttered up by her already and he's like she's got her head on his shoulder and like he's touching her leg and there's like there's so much tension there but like neither of them are acknowledging it but like you as the viewer get like so much tension from that yeah and i think like the way he handles those kind of small moments like that is the way that like, that's the way that things play out in real, in real Like, life, those yeah. kind of situations play out in real life, yeah. You get into and so I think trying to make a film... Yeah, exactly.
2: Afterwards, it seems like it's a big deal. Yeah. Really, it's not. And
0: so I think I... trying to make a film that, like, captures that...
1: It's almost like they can't... You can't, as the viewer, quite decide if Jake Johnson is cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like he's... You're watching it and you're, you're trying to figure out if he's crossed the line yet. Yeah. And there's... There's you keep so many expecting instances. It to happen yeah. as well. And there's so many instances where you're like, is that too much when like she lays on the bed and spoons him? You're like, is that weird? Which is probably
0: I would say the most That's like the biggest moment of like she definitely is yeah, like attracted has, to yeah, him. She has yeah,
2: for him. Before they have the argument at the end where it's like pretty obvious. Yeah. It's more explicit.
0: Pause. What?
3: There is a fucking huge
0: spado. Where? where? I don't know. Where did, where are are you serious? <laughs> Where did you
1: see it? Life on Second Opinion Podcast, folks. Pass- oh. There's a huge spider. So should we just start the it podcast? Because we have pass-
3: to... speaking, it out. The Itsy Bitsy Spider
1: those
0: beers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry everyone who's listening, we had to stop because there was a spider in the room.
1: <laughs> Somebody. We
0: haven't dealt with it. It's somewhere.
2: <laughs> Consider it a fourth guest.
0: <laughs> 50th episode extravaganza needs a bit of drama. Hey
2: spider, <clears> pig, <throat> did you like drinking buddies? D- what does spider say? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that pig over here. <laughs> no, funny. leave the pig. <laughs> um...
0: <clears throat> I've forgotten what we were talking about. Uh, you're talking about? Annihilation. No, <laughs> se- se- Cro- crossing attention. the line. We talked about the sexual tension. Crossing the line might have been the last thing we're on.
2: Oh yeah, crossing the line <clears throat> between friendship and yeah. boning.
0: If you
1: want I to put it what, technically... I think that's what Danny was saying. Those are not my words. <laughs> if you want to get technical on it. Danny just
0: wouldn't shout about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's, I think Olivia Wilde's character is definitely seems to be more the one who like, she's p- pushing for more of like a sexual kind of thing. Whereas he seems to be pushing for like, he wants them to have like a nice romantic relationship. Hmm. Kind of deal because he
1: always he offhandedly suggests a date after they've Well, that's
0: back. it. It's like he's kind of the one who is like, "Oh, we'll do this, and then we'll go out for a nice dinner and stuff." Whereas she's like, "I'm gonna go swimming naked, at, you know, like three o'clock in the morning. Come yeah. with me." It's like I don't know if that necessarily like yeah, equates anything. Yeah, him, she's but...
2: like more wild than him. Yeah, but uh, first, Olivia Wild. <laughs> well, at first, it seems they like, like it. he's the kind of wild one, though. And then when she, yeah. when she has the breakup, it's like.
0: He does seem like a relatively mature person.
2: But when you fir- the first... I think the first time you see them like, playing blackjack and stuff, it seems like he's a bit like... Yeah. She's like a big kid, big boy. And then she ends up being the wild one. But then it's like post-breakup craziness, which is like... Yeah. Fair, that happens.
0: I do like that. That kind of whole sequence where she comes into work after breaking up. That seems very like... Yeah, and she's like... I've seen some behavior. people who have been through that, like yeah, where it's like, yeah, just pretend like this is the best thing that's yeah. ever happened and that it's all good, yeah. But I like that. Again, it's just capturing that kind of
2: It's like real life. It's like a relatable kind yeah. of
0: thing. And that's why I was kind of getting at about the way that they all kind of talk to each other feels like like the way they kind of joke and like rip the piss out of each other and stuff feels the like the way that like a lot of us talk to one another. And I feel like that's kind of why I minus all the sexual tension (laughs) like I feel like that's kind of why I like connect to it a lot It's because of that because of that kind of naturalistic dialogue and like
2: yeah because it feels real Mm. and like you don't really get that that much with films especially now
0: I think there's a great thing with like I think the best thing to come out of film is that idea that you can kind of just zoom in on like like and it, like you can just zoom in on like the window of this like come through the window of this flat and like you can just tell a story about what's going on in this room or like what's going on with like the people who work in this library or like the people who are like s- saving the world from a nuclear <laughs> explosion or like some people who just work in a brewery and have some like have some in, sexual tension in
1: film no subject matter is too small that's
0: it it's like everything like you can turn around to people and be like, "Oh, you, like you should watch and Buddies.' It's about like some people who hang out and they drink, and there's some sexual tension." But like, and then people will be like, "Well, that's boring, and I didn't like it because it's not, a it's like not, a
2: film." Yeah. But it's not like an event.
0: That's it. It's like I love that that whole idea that you can literally just turn in like any little thing into a story, like a little bit of sexual tension between two people who work in a brewery. You can turn that into a really interesting like look at a character dynamic of two people who clearly want to be like a lot closer to one another than they are
1: well it's amazing that like we all get that, that they want to be closer and there's sexual tension between them but none of them they, neither of them actually says to each other look yeah I want, I want to bone you as, <laughs> as, as Michael <laughs> Kelly would put it now, neither of them say that to each other and yet you still get this atmosphere of sexual tension and like yeah. um, that relationship between them
2: Yeah, it's like what makes a good story, even if it's about if it's just about that, or if it's about people defusing nuclear bombs, like it's Impossible. It's about the characters struggling with things. It's not about what they're doing. It's about how they deal with each other and how Mm. they're dealing with it as people. And I think that drama comes from
0: that's like I think the way that like at the very least like mainstream movies are going. It's like that's that is the big element that they're forgetting. Yeah, is that like. Anything can work, but then it all falls apart if you don't have people to relate to at the core of the film. Like, Mission Impossible works because, well, I guess you've kind of been with those characters for so long now that, like, you get their dynamic and stuff, but there's, like, so much stuff that comes out now where it's just, it's literally all, like, plot-driven and it's driven to pull in like as many people as possible, including people from China or wherever the most numbers are coming from. It's like,
1: do you think that's like good? the biggest blockbuster? Obviously, is the Marvel ones, and do you think that's why they they succeed so much because they are clearly over there for better or worse with Marvel, are desperately in love with their characters, mm. and they're very eager to be loyal. And that's almost why Infinity War works, doesn't it? Because Infinity yeah. War's almost got a terrible story. Because yeah, it's inter- well, it's it would really be terrible. And, at all. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you if you told it with different characters that had not had not already like been established, yeah. it would be yeah. terrible. Yeah. You like it because you stay connected with the characters that
2: um, that they've created. Although it does a good job of making the new character, like Thanos is like the main character of that film. Mm-hmm. He's new. And you kinda of get on like you don't necessarily agree with him, but you kinda of get on board mm. with him as a character.
1: But as a character, right. But like not I mean, not, his... not not through anything he does Yeah the plot no, Because anything.
2: his 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 ideas are terrible, but like you kinda of just get on board be like, I can understand this. Yeah. Whereas obviously, I don't want to go into the big D C thing, but like no, I that don't. doesn't work. Because they don't understand how characters <clears throat> work. Right, well, but even that it's like you watch
0: <clears throat> like you watch something like like the new oceans movie like oceans eight i don't even think they're like broad strokes characters they're like they're nothing characters like there's nothing to any of them and it's just that whole movie is just they make a few quips and everything goes well for them and everything's fine (laughs) and then the movie's over and you don't learn anyone anything about anyone and there's no conflict but like people
1: come out of it and they're like oh well I had I had so much fun and it's like do you think with Oceans 8 this is maybe the way I'm slightly there's a I was watching it and I'm, there is no conflict and it's all things going well and well and well and well but there is an enjoyment for this film do you think it the Oceans 8 its purpose is to be 100% female empowerment because like it's the the way you would create one hundred percent female. Empowerment I can see is to that. Have yeah. no conflict. It so felt almost a bit like that. There's like almost, nothing can go wrong yeah, for them. Like, yeah, um, there's almost a fantasy fulfillment with Ocean's Eight, especially for a fifty percent of the population who don't get to watch heist movies made about um, um, with them as the protagonist That maybe that's the appeal of Ocean's Eight is it's one hundred percent fantasy fulfillment and mm-hmm. um, female empowerment. I would say so. so I, would I think. think. <laughs> oh. I'll stay out. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not like that's not. I guess it's, <laughs> a, it's weird because it means it's one of those films. It's almost like it's interesting to debate about this year. Did you see Wrinkle in Time? No, saves it's a, nine. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wrinkle in Time saves nine. Is that not like a film? No, that's a Stitch in Time. A stitch saves in Time. time. <laughs> you know the, the joke about so many. No, but there was a joke there. All right, and <laughs> um, that. Um, Wrinkle and Time and Ocean's 8 are like, it's almost like f- um, films that um, are specifically not talking to a, a, a broad audience like most films where they are specifically talking, engaging in a female audience. And whether that, for not appealing to the broadest market possible,
2: whether that makes them bad films. I don't... Yeah, every, every film is appealing to one main audience though isn't it like, yeah but then um, would would that
1: be bad if like oceans eight was like hey we are only here to make females feel like certain degree of females who want to watch these kind of movies feel empowered and then they do that does that make it a bad film if you come up and go actually i don't like it
2: yeah maybe we're not the right people to be talking about that film but then yeah. it's like explain it to me but then, <laughs> <but then laughs> Okay, come over here and talk <laughs> about oceans eight with us <laughs> but a bad film is a bad film like you yeah, that's it. But it's what like... if
1: it's successful at addressing the audience it's trying to address? Does that still make it a bad film? But even well, I mean, so, like I would say, more, even just in terms of like
0: what I think makes a good and interesting movie, Ocean's Eight doesn't achieve any of those things.
1: Yeah, but that that that's as what I say, needs, in though. the broadest sense. But like, if it is, which it has, it is to an extent successful. And if it is to an extent successful to the people who are... um, Target audience. To the target audience, does that make it a bad film? Like, if a film has a mission, comes out, succeeds that mission, just because it doesn't appeal to you, does that make it a bad film? Yes, because it's pandering.
0: Yeah. And pandering is
1: bad. But then, if it um, was trying to um, uh, integrate the things that you wanted
2: it to be, then there's a bit pandering to you. But then, basic storytelling is, like, making... Telling good stories with like believable drama and believable stakes and having interesting conflict is not pandering that's just good story yeah whereas if you're if you're creating a film that doesn't have any conflict to appease an audience that's pandering like you could still make a film about female empowerment where the women overcome something yeah i haven't seen the film but like if they if they face challenges and overcome them which is what the guys in the original do that doesn't mean there's like like the reason their success was because they overcome a challenge. Yeah. It's not because everything just goes great for them 100% of the time.
0: Which is what, like, I would... I think, uh, like, as... like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't actually think I've spoken to any women who have seen Ocean's 8 now that I think about it, but, like, I just... Yeah, I feel like I'd, I would feel like it was a pandering movie. Like, women can do anything, which they can, but, like... That whole thing of, like, of like yeah, nothing goes wrong for them because they're great and everything's fine. And in the Ghostbusters, we kill the monster by shooting it in the balls even though Ghostbusters was never about male empowerment or anything like that and it doesn't make sense. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't, like, don't pander.
2: Yeah, to any audience. Like, I mean, you're... it's the
0: same with, like, the, the fucking... The worst Star Wars shit is the Star Wars shit that panders to Star Wars fans. fans. Like, that's the worst ones. Like... Vogue One, I think, is shit because all it does is, like, push. Like, here's all the Star Wars things that you like. And it's like, oh, it's so exciting, isn't it? Lasers and TIE fighters. and It's like, it's not. It's boring. And I think...
2: Because it's not a good story.
0: Exactly. There's not a good story at the core of it. As much as people like to think
1: that the action is enough of a story in that movie. Like, do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. I just think it's interesting that there's almost this, um save someone I mean look at like
0: we'd watched fucking our last episode was on Annihilation yeah like those are like that's a female cast that's like a cast of strong women who are like attempting to overcome things and like and
2: shit goes but on. I wouldn't I True wouldn't
1: necessarily call Annihilation like female empowerment as much as it's a film which doesn't comment on its female protagonists isn't that
2: kind of empowering because it's not about the fact that they're
1: I guess, but like it's almost this idea of like if somebody, if a female went to Ocean's Eight and got something from it that felt good then and that's empowering, great. Then that yeah, which is strange. That means it, that must mean that it's somewhat a good movie of what it's so trying but then to it's do. Like
2: you go to McDonald's to get something out of McDonald's. It doesn't yeah. get a healthy meal. Like you can get something out of it. You
1: must. You yeah. like some movies that are trash. Like you must do. Yeah. But that, does that mean that if, if that Ocean's Eight is the ocean, you can't call Ocean's Eight a guilty pleasure if you get something um, and and a sense of empowerment that you wouldn't have got any? But then, else. like, I get
0: something out of Twilight, but I know that Twilight is like at its core a bad movie. But you're not. Great. But like, I get like enjoyment out of. Watching it,
1: you get like a, a, a like almost a perversion from watching it, right? You a perversion, like a, per- yeah, like a per- perversion. excuse me, <laughs> a perversion. I know perverse. Robert Fanson is hot, but like, <laughs> you call me perverted. Do you get like a uh, like a perversion from Twilight, where they're like this idea of like? Or I take. Do you like it? Ironically, is that that? No. Yeah, I, I
0: wouldn't call it an ironic. Like I. I think that people wrote off Twilight because of what it was, but I think there is, like, a lot of enjoyment to be had from Twilight. Like, I think there's some, like, fun, there's some, like, really mental shit in, like, the grand scheme of those movies. There's, like, some really bizarre shit, and I, I think that is more comes down to, like, me as a person who just likes weird things likes
1: Twilight because of how weird it gets but then you're not like, like yeah you're <clears throat> not liking it on face value if
2: that makes sense yeah you're not okay. liking it for the reasons that it was made for the yes, yes. Yeah. Um, it's like a re- you're like a reinterpreted liking of it or a yeah of it um, I guess so it's like but it. I
0: can watch like the first Twilight and I, I like enjoy watching it like I think it's a fun watch you got that baseball game is awesome with oh, the muse yeah, song oh,
2: on yeah. it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. that's the only one I've seen <clears throat>
1: Um, but then they're like, so you're getting like a twist of sense of it, and you're talking about like a like going to. Um, I thing. guess there's so, like, yeah. There's a good. Yeah. There's something good that's coming out of it, um, which is fascinating. Whether you can't, then it almost feels like you shouldn't devalue Ocean's Eight um, based on the fact that it, someone gets uh, like some sort of empowerment that's good out of it. It's almost like liking Ocean's Eight is for a film that's not very but, nuanced. But I think, nuanced. I think the difference
2: but there's is nothing Yeah. That Scott's the way that scott and i think the, the way i think about it is that if a film is not good at telling a story then it's just objectively like a bad film yeah if you watch a film and there's no conflict regardless of whether or not it's trying to say something good if it has a good message if it doesn't have any conflict there's no drama then that's not a story yeah, like why what's, the, what's point? the point other than just like oh yeah great women are, it's like yeah every like we get it that's not that doesn't automatically make it a good film because it's trying to say something
0: 100 like i if if like if somebody gets something out of it like that's like fine but from like a standpoint of someone who like oh i feel like i understand what makes a good interesting story like in my opinion from like a film standpoint like oceans 8 doesn't achieve those things and therefore it's a bad film like if you get something out of it like that's cool there's people who get fucking i'm sure there's someone out there whose favorite movie is the last airbender like people get something out of ev- like out of anything i don't i but i don't think that makes it a good movie right, but this is more
1: this is kind of broader. i don't think
0: we're ever gonna get to the end of this no, argument no, I hour, because no, I, I think no, I you're mean. always gonna be like no but i mean this like no but like i don't I think we're I ever gonna to get to the end of this
1: <laughs> it's i know i know that oceans eight um is like a it's almost an overcompensation Plus, um, and then un- represented like um, people in like in this kind of in this kind of genre flick. Yeah, it's just I think it's interesting. Um, that calling it bad or good, it, it's like something. It's almost as silly because, like, I do agree. There's no. But isn't that? As it, it, are you not trying to get to a point where you're trying to say that like we can't
2: discuss films. comment on it because no, it's no, a film no, no, made no, no. for women. Not saying like... You
1: can't comment on it because I'm saying that it can't be as like it like. That there has is almost like more things to consider when the binary uh, end of the day question of whether it's good or bad, uh, and whether it, um and whether it peelings and stuff. And I suppose you could say that about Drinking Buddies is that, that there's people that you recommend it to and don't get anything from it, and there's people that do. Um,
2: like well, I was gonna say, but I think it's y- like interesting with Drinking Buddies that the main character like Olivia Wilde, she is like a not she's not like a typical. Female character, she's like drinking beer and hang out with the guys, and she like sleeps around if she wants to. Yeah, and what like the main character in the film gets angry at her doing that, which is like a fairly typical like guy response to Mm -hmm. do, like oh you slept around, even though he has no right to do that to her. And that's like an interesting thing as well. But then I feel like that's more of like a a comment on the whole situation of like she she should be able to do whatever she wants because if a guy did that in a film, you wouldn't care about nobody cares, and that's more interesting than just like oh a girl just the girls just go and do whatever they want and they succeed without any kind of conflict yeah. because that's not how the world works and like yeah it sucks that women don't get represented as as much as men or as fairly as men but then you don't fix that by just overcompensating and giving them everything without any kind of struggle because that's not how storytelling works that's mm-hmm. not how you you don't achieve something unless there's conflict within, within just storytelling which is for me that's all I care about with films I don't yeah. care about the politics of it
0: that that yeah at the end of the day i think that's what it comes down to it's yeah. like i'm not interested in
1: the politics i just want to watch good movies
0: but that's all right. i want <laughs> that's fair <laughs> yeah. enough
1: and uh, i would even say that goes as far as like black panther which i i really liked black panther but there's always there was I feel almost
2: like it, it's almost like a crime to say i didn't like black panther i did not like black panther, panther at all film. i would Absolutely. say that's
0: the most recent marvel movie that i've like really disliked hmm. like but I do you at least like because well, on, on the... i could still, i didn't like spider-man homecoming but i could like i could actively talk to you for a while about why i think it is like a good like there's good elements to it i just personally don't like it but like black panther i don't think works for me on like a personal aspect like level or objective like an objective level yeah well then
1: relating it to that conversation right would you say that there's a sense of it being a good thing that black panther is as successful as it is in terms of just taking yeah. representation yeah yeah
2: representationally is great but it's like that's another political thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like,
1: but it's, it's interesting that, that like, um, but I, I understand in a story point of view at Ocean's Eight, but like, there's it's interesting thinking about films in so much, so many more dimensions, and um, there it is. It's also have. frustrating, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and because, because it almost like does, be, it
0: does feel it, it feels like you have to be like careful. we we fucking stopped recording there because I accidentally knocked the thing off, and like I had to turn to Katie and be like, are the things we're saying about Ocean's Eight is like. Are we okay are we still in like an okay zone (laughs) like that's not like a good way to talk about movies
1: well they it it, i'm not saying that like you should be feel like um pressured by everywhere else because you're entitled to opinion as like i didn't dislike black panther as much as you guys but i don't think black panther is like the awesome runaway success like it is but like it's almost it's entirely is (laughs) Uh, but like it's interesting that like i'm as much as I didn't think it was as good as, say, other Marvel films or other films or other popcorn films in general, I still think of its success as a good thing.
2: I think it's a good thing in general, yeah. But then yeah. it's like the problem is that definitely when you talk about things like this, it's getting into it's like the James Gunn thing, which is sort of related to that. It's like what can you say and what can't you say because yeah, like if you like, it feels like or at the time when it came out, I think it's died down now. If you said you didn't like Black Panther. There were people out there who would construe that as you being racist. Yeah. So you can't then comment on a, a film which you think is just not a good film. Because just
0: absolutely. You like you're <clears throat> The reasons I like I don't like Black Panther have nothing to do with the fact that people are black. The reasons I don't like Ocean's Eight have nothing to do with the fact that the and characters are within. women. Like yeah. it's
2: they're just not yeah. well told stories. Like, like, like yeah. But then a lot of people for that for a lot of people that's not what <clears throat> watching films is about. So. Well,
0: that's it. Now it. For a lot of people, it is becoming about like the statement that it's making with that kind of thing, yeah, rather than the actual content of the film. But
1: yeah, I guess we're in a transition where that's going to be for the for at least a while the most important thing, at least know, in the but, yeah. in the mainstream, definitely. Yeah, like I think so. I really hope it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it'll have to because go through
3: because
0: it's getting exhausting to be it'll totally have to honest, go through
1: that. that phase, like, um, inevitably where we have to like. Uh, where the mainstream will overhype films that aren't necessarily good but sh- um, support things like um,
2: It's like they're reacting to things that are happening yeah. in the world right now which yeah. is fair enough especially with the way that Hollywood is like with well, it's, its, it's, everything. <laughs> it's, it's trying, trying to it's
1: almost like you're trying. they're out there trying to prove that black people can lead Hollywood films, and they'll still be a success. Sandra Bullock and *Cape can lead a heist film, and it will still be a success. And you'll go through those phases where it's like, ah, eh, it's not 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 great, but like um, at a, least it's at least it's happening. And then yeah, you'll, then you'll get to the films, the good ones, the oceans, <laughs> the uh, oceans heist films with all female cast that will be good. Yeah. And eventually, films like *Annihilation*,s where it doesn't even matter that white people or black people. are females or males are all at the front it's just about people
0: I still think there's anything wrong with like like there'll be a though like everyone's so right in fucking Black Panther's dick it's like <laughs> there will be a better movie with a
1: all black cast there might not be a Black Panther failed like if they failed financially, I mean, there ma- might not have Moonlight been. Moonlight
2: was already a better movie than. Well, the- yeah. not I, we appealing. don't need to get into that
1: and stuff.
0: Yeah, like that's not kind of a like a mainstream audience. It's not. If that it, hadn't yeah. have won the Oscar, like no one would have fucking cared. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but um, it's
2: yeah, it's possible. Like
0: we went to see that like opening night and there was nobody there. <laughs> like, yeah, um.
1: Yeah. Fair like little kids aren't dressing up as their favorite character (laughs) from moonlight Moonlight. (laughs) who was your favorite who was your favorite year in moonlight (laughs) yeah but i just felt um, i'm happy that you found the representation of hipster in you scott morrison in drinking buddies do you like my jumper internet because
0: i like my jumper (laughs) i like my jumper a lot it's a good gift (sighs) that was an exhausting conversation I feel I feel drained. Happy happy fiftieth. Happy. Fi- <laughs> <laughs> what movie were we talking about again? <laughs> Drinking buddies. So final thoughts.
1: <laughs> I I love Drinking Buddies. I love you loved it. it. Yeah, I love wow. I love just how sort of yeah how sort of minimalist is the word I would use. I love how minimalist. it is. I would
0: strongly recommend checking out Joe Swanberg's other films because I I personally I like I think Drinking Buddies is his best movie, but. I think like I don't think and maybe it's just because I like that style of filmmaking but like I don't think he's made a bad one like I think they all have that kind that of quality. vibe to them and that, that kind of quality where like maybe some of them fall a bit under I think like Happy Christmas doesn't have like I mean you could say Drinking Muddies doesn't have like a huge rev- like res- resolution like I think Happy Christmas really does like miss out on that but I think like Digging for Fire and Win It All and fucking just go watch Easy. Like there's two seasons of Easy which is like so interesting to watch because it's just like watching like 24 short half an hour movies like or half an hour films and they're all great and they're all just about like just again taking a camera and like oh what's going on in like this flat? let's just find out and just following some characters around for an afternoon and like seeing what they get up to and like just looking at the, just the aspects of life that like everyone deals with from day to day, but in a way that is so, so realistic because of the fact that he lets the actors talk in the way that they would talk to each other anyway. Um, And I really like him. And I think he's, he's probably like, he's in, he's like one of my favorite directors and I wish like, just Really hope that he keeps making like Keep good quality things. things. And Netflix seems to fucking love him because yeah. they've let him make two seasons of a TV show and
1: a movie. Yeah, like, yeah, so cheap, to yeah, make. Yeah, sure. yeah, so
2: ridiculously cheap to make. What mm. do you need? A room and a camera and some actors,
0: yeah. And he gets a lot of like, he gets a really good cast for Easy as well. Like, mm. uh, Dave Franco and stuff, like, Is or Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, uh. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of people turn up in Easy. It's, it's it's really great. Because all they have to do is turn up for a half-hour episode. Hmm. And then that's it. They're like never in it again. And they don't even learn lines. Exactly. Yeah. So He's
2: probably one of those actors, that uh, one of the directors that actors love to work with. Cause well, they
0: seem to because he just... gets... I mean, Digging for Fire has uh, Sam Rockwell's in Digging for Fire. Uh, Brie Larson. Um... Mike Burbi- Mike Berbiglia <laughs> is in Digging for Fire like he Orlando Bloom is in Digging for Fire like he gets ah. a crazy good cast for that movie mm-hmm. um, like a movie just about some people hanging out in a b- like it sounds like the kind of film that some students would make and he's done that but like just made stand. it with like this cast of insanely talented people That's really cool
2: What's well, like Woody Allen, he just lets his actors do what they want and yeah, people want to work with them because of that. Joe Swamberg's not a fucking pedophile. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> and with that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: How do we sign off our 50th, Danny? I
2: think I need to end this on a happy note. Yeah, we should. Happy
0: 50th, everyone. Do you want me to celebrate? Do you want
2: me celebrate again? Let's turn over to our happiest member. Uh, just live life one day at a time
1: guys <laughs> there was mentioned the in that, like think of the myth of syphilis make me think this of the myth, syphilis. Syphilis. <laughs> myth, myth <laughs> of syphilis myth of syphilis the myth of syphilis <laughs> <laughs> think of it my way I've got my own interpretation you know, think of him happy pushing up that boulder and you know you'll be fine uh, if you're one of the people
0: who's listened to like up to this point thank you because that's cool because we just do this because it's fun and it's cool that like a handful of people listen to it and i feel like if we were better at promoting it then we'd probably have a bigger audience at this point but for the most
1: part i'm glad like a handful of people are into it these mad ramblings so thanks everyone thanks to our dedicated thanks to anyone who even listens to a small section
0: yes thanks to michael kelly for just always being there for us stepping in
1: in more episodes than he listens to.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've been in what five now? Something like that? Mm,
2: yeah, maybe four. It's like a
0: good few. Four, just bloody come on. Just clear up your Thursday nights <laughs> and just come be on the podcast. So like <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I guess this episode I don't know when it's going to come out. It might be a while. And then from there we're going to kind of start we're going to kind of like do another kind of fresh start and do like a series 3 yeah. and same kind of thing we did last year because summer does throw us out of whack a bit and then once it kind of gets back into like august september we get back into the swing of things yeah. come back strong it's like a lot easier yeah and i think we have like a good kind of lineup of movies that we want to watch and talk about which will be fun
3: our little, little podcast that could
0: <laughs> um, so until next time thanks to k for helping us film technician shout by k
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye. Good Bye. Job. Thanks to the spider. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what spiders sound so, like in your head? <laughs> so terrifying. And and, um, so scared of. Them? Danny,
1: where can people find us? They can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Second Opinion. Um, that's second with a two. And one last thanks to JK Simmons for his loyalty oh, to his. Yes. Longest running role.
0: J-fucking-K. What can we say about J.K. Simmons? What a man. The man, the myth, the legend.
1: Thank you for playing the yellow NM.
2: Everyone. I was like, what's the role? I forget. Enjoy your J.K. Simmons. Enjoy your J.K. Simmons. (laughs)